Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Look, I am still going to ask you to rate the podcast. Give me a five-star rating. I am in competition with my co-host of my other podcast, The Deuce, Mike Tully, because he brags about all the one, the five-star ratings that he has. So I want to be number one. Go rate the podcast five stars. It takes two seconds. And if you feel like leaving a review, leave a review. We would love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. And thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for being an amazing audience. Every week you guys come back and I hope you're enjoying it. So, so much. So much. This week we're sticking OG. But before we get into a couple of the topics we're going to be talking about this week, I want to tell you where I'm going to be. Next week I'm going to be in Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection. That's October 13th and 14th. Then coming up at the end of the month, I'm doing a city winery tour. In Philadelphia, New York City, and Hudson Valley, that's the end of October. The beginning of November, I'm going to be in Arizona at the House of Comedy. I'm also going to be in Loyola, San Diego, California. I think I just said that correctly, which is insane. Usually it's Loyola or Hoyola. Hoyola. <laughs> I end up sounding like I'm saying some sort of inappropriate word. Go to jessiemay.com for tickets. I'm also going to be at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. Hometown, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Make sure you cop those tickets before it sells out. It sells out every year. That's jessiemay.com forward slash tour for tickets. And don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating. I hope you enjoyed this episode with me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Putting on a little lip gloss for good measure. We're here. It's another week. It's Saturday. A little late in the week. A little Saturday podcast for your life. Hope you enjoy it. Don't know what you're doing on Saturday. Maybe you're relaxing. Maybe that's your idea of a vacation or a, a weekend. Having a little mini vacation at home. Maybe you can't have a vacation because you made the life choice to have children. And an emotionally needy husband or wife. And you're stuck at home taking care of them and working double time on your day off because you live with a bunch of incapable idiots. Hopefully I'm a relief for something in your life. And if you didn't hear in the intro, I'm going to beg you. I'm going to demand you rate this podcast five stars. Quick, pop, give me the five star rating. I am, I'm actually feeling really good lately. I've been doing a little microdose here and there. Uh, a little exercise, exercise the demons. I've been taking care of business in the gym, not having business calls. I will say that I did go to Twitter and asked a question to Twitter 
So before the end of the podcast, we're going to get to the all important question. What's messier to eat in a car than a croissant? Is there anything messier to eat in a car than a croissant? Think about that because I have a whole bunch of people who had something to say on the app that is slowly deteriorating that is known as Twitter or X. I don't know what it is anymore. I'm not even pretending to be dumb. I really don't know if it's a new name. I have no idea. I don't care. But I did ask the people what they thought about the messiest thing to eat in a car. So we're going to do that before the end of the podcast. And also we found my knives. Guys, remember the knives that got stolen out of my car? We found them. We're going to talk about all that at the end of the podcast. And uh, shout out to Super 73 for keeping me suited and booted on this motorbike that uh, is currently collecting dust in my studio because I'm terrified. If anyone can recommend a good helmet, I need a good helmet for a bicycle that basically is a motorcycle. I whipped around the parking lot at Super 73 and I, I definitely crashed into a couple of their employees' cars and left. Didn't say anything. It's not my fault. It didn't come with the Surgeon General's warning. So what do you want from me? But shout out to Super 73 and Cloud 10. Love you guys. It's my platform. Guys, we're going to be having Stamos on the podcast. I emailed his PR this week. I can't even believe it. I don't even know what to ask him. That's hilarious. You know, I've been thinking about this since I was seven. I know exactly what to ask Stamos. I'm going to ask him to have some mercy, first and foremost. So if you guys have questions you want me to ask Stamos, email them to me. We have to do questions from you guys for sure, especially OGs who have been with the podcast from the beginning. What do you want me to ask Stamos? Send me your questions, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. And let's ask him stuff together. I, I, it's going to be, I think at the end of October, it's to help promote his book that's coming out. If you told me, I believe it's called, can you believe I don't even know the name of Stamos's book? I have to look this up. I think it's if, if you told me, yes. Um, I'm so excited to have him on. I can't, it, it's like a freaking dream come true. It doesn't feel real. And, you know, they tell you to be quiet. They say be quiet until it's done. But I can't wait. <laughs> I'm not going to be quiet. I can't keep it quiet. I'm going to sing it from the rooftops. <laughs> I I had a coffee with Tully this week, guys, because I'm I'm trying to bleed his brain of all of his podcasting tricks i'm trying to steal all his mojo no him and i had a little coffee together tully is my co-host of the deuce which is now available everywhere you listen to podcasts as well as this sharp tongue podcast so if you want to listen to the deuce it's a really fun pod with my pretend friend mike tully and we pretended to be real friends and it's it's working great guys it's working great we had a little coffee in Culver City, and we were talking about the biz, as happens so often when you get together with your friends in this industry. You can't help but to talk about what goes on in the industry, and you talk a little shit about people, which isn't good. You know, you don't want to put that energy out in the world, but hey, it's got to go somewhere. That energy's got to go somewhere. Sometimes it's nice to vent with someone. What do they say about a common enemy? But we were talking about the industry, and we were talking about the stresses of social media and just the pressure of what we do, even though it's so much fun. Look, I know it's stand-up comedy. It's not anything near as difficult as someone who performs, performs surgery or even social workers, home care aides. There's a million other jobs that are much more demanding, but it's my reality. But I heard myself say 
the phrase drive the engagement. And then I stopped myself because I realized engagement used to be something between two people who were in love. Now it's about getting random strangers to love you. When you say engagement, very few people probably would even think of a marriage proposal. They'd probably think of your social media page. And if you didn't think about a social media page, you're okay. Your soul is still intact. You're doing fine. If the first thought you had was of social media, you're, you're failing and you're falling apart and you're going to have a mental breakdown soon. I don't wish it on you. I'm just telling you that's probably what's going to happen. Ask Mr. Beast. You can't keep it up. It's too difficult. It's too demanding. And there is something to this digital hoarding that has happened lately. We have this digital hoarding issue. There's so much information that we're hanging on to. And and I don't know about you guys, but on every app I've got saved photos and saved content I'm never going to look at. There's just so much digital waste. I wonder if that's what's causing global warming. You think digital waste could cause global warming? I know my cell phone feels like it's got its own environment that is globally warming every damn day. It feels like it's going to explode in my pocket. Does iPhone put them on a timer to explode so you have to buy a new phone? I got to admit something to you guys. And this is going to be a real confession. Let's do a Jesse May confessionals. We'll add this as a new, this will be a new segment. Jesse May confessionals. I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max. I don't even know what year that came out. I think like the 1800s. And I'm fine with it. I hang on to my items. It's, that's my thing. I hang on to my laptop. I hang on to everything. I have a first generation Apple TV that is working in my house. I don't, I'm not one of these people that will renew my digital footprint every year. I don't believe in it, but I have an 11 pro max and boy, if she doesn't self combust soon, I'd be surprised because I've been making my breakfast on the back of it the past few weeks. Cause it gets hot. It's a hot tamale. It never happened before. Oh, there's too much stuff on there. I've got like three 3,500 pterodactyl bites, whatever they put on the phone now. What do you mean there's not enough room? It's literally a mansion of a phone. It's like a billionaire's house inside. There's not enough room? I can't imagine that every cabinet is filled in a billionaire's house. This phone is, it it should have enough space. And then next year they're going to be like, oh, you want the filibuster bite? That's going to be another $100 a month. You wanted that extra pterodactyl bite? Well, we're adding a filibuster bite to give you a little more space to just kind of, you know, just kind of lull about there. Just kind of filibuster about. I'm going back to rotary. That's my solution. I'm going to, you're only going to be able to call me on a landline. I'm going to Bill Murray the situation. He's got it right. He's the smartest guy. Call the landline. He doesn't even answer the phone. It's a voicemail. That's what I'm going to start to do. The Bill Murray voicemail. I'm not even going to use my own voicemail. It's going to be Bill Murray's voice on my voicemail for you guys to get a hold of me. Call the pod. 513-916-0930. Leave a message. It's a real thing. I had a thought this past couple weeks 
uh, dealing with some personal stuff. And I decided to go to an Al-Anon meeting. I am not an alcoholic. There are people in my family that struggle with addiction. And I wanted to understand it more. I wanted to get some insight. I wanted to expand my experience of it and learn how to have some more compassion for the people I love. And boy, was I blown away. First of all, it's, it's no secret that the 12 steps are rooted in religious text and a, a religious, uh, religious beliefs. And religion is the basis of the 12 step program. That's fine. I, I think whatever works for people to stay sober, I, I'm behind. I have a little bit of a hard time adhering to that. It kind of pulls me out of the experience a little bit. But I went there with one of my girlfriends. We, we walked in late, which I felt I was like, this, I, this feels like addict behavior showing up late. Uh, this is even for me. And I already feel guilty. And you read from the Alcohol Anonymous book. And it, it's all stories of people who are family members, loved ones, relatives, friends of people who have been addicts and alcoholics and their experiences of it. And one of the words that kept getting used over and over, which was so interesting to me because I hadn't considered this for myself or for anybody that might be dealing with addiction and alcoholism, that you go through your own recovery, that you have to have your own recovery from the behaviors you've endured from the individual who is the addict. And that was a real eye-opening experience and a real eye-opening ideology for me. And it humbled me and it also made me understand people more. And everyone that was there, there was about 25 people in the room sharing, all types of people, all types of people. They gave me hope and they gave me faith in humanity again because these people came together. They were able to organize this meeting come together, hold space and grace for one another, and every single person cried when they shared, even the men. It was amazing. Highly recommend it for somebody who needs a little emotional uh, expunding. I don't even know if that's the right word. A little uh, emotional exercising and relief. But it was very interesting to see all these people be so vulnerable. Like a man was there whose wife was an alcoholic. They'd been married 20 years. He'd been dealing with the disease his entire marriage. A woman whose kid was an alcoholic and she had to kick him out of her house. A girl who, her, I think she was an alcoholic and she admitted to being very manipulative and very manipulative to her husband. And there was another girl sitting next to me whose mother was an alcoholic and she was revealing the shame that she felt and all these heavy conversations that by the way have to be done in a three minute like that, that that's your limit you have three minute limit to tell this deep story about where you're at that day and boy these people are great storytellers because the girl next to me gave her whole story in three minutes there was a story arc it, it moved me I cried I laughed um I was verklempt it was so damn inspirational. All these people, these just regular people suffering at the hands of other people's addiction. The sharing was so vulnerable. And one woman in sharing about her husband, the, the woman who said she was min, uh, 
being manipulative. I, she, I don't think she was the addict. I think she meant she was manipulating her husband. And I thought that was very vulnerable for her to say. But she said something. She says, it's the disease and I can't compete with it. And I thought that that was so heartbreaking. But also, what a great revelation. It's a great revelation for all of us in any chapter of our lives. If you constantly are fighting up against something, maybe you have to step back and go, I can't compete with this. I don't think that relinquishing control and admitting defeat is necessarily a negative thing. I think it allows you to let go and move on and at least understand where you're at a little bit deeper. And I know I connected with this just aside from Al-Anon with Alzheimer's. I, my sister and I, we learned that whenever our father would really frustrate us, whenever we felt heartbroken by this disease, he would say something horrible or he would be so cutting and acerbic and, and, and vicious with us. We would have to remind ourselves it's the disease. It's not him. And I think in that we were admitting we can't compete with the disease. And so I connected with this through Alzheimer's on one level and also just to be able to understand that sometimes you can't compete with what you're fighting. And that's could be a sign w- that it's time to let go a little bit. It's time to find a new way to accept your reality and It just was very eye-opening. Sometimes we can't keep fighting. And we have to learn that that admitting defeat is not necessarily a failure. It could lead us to success in another realm of our life and our relationships. And that was just an interesting... It was an interesting experience. Something new. It gave me some insight. And I'm definitely going to go back. I recommend it for anybody dealing with anybody in their life who might have some addiction and alcohol issues. And just to give yourself some grace and and compassion for the entire experience and in the entire relationship. There also was something funny that happened. Uh, Debbie and I went to a cafe to get a little work done last week before the Alzheimer's show. Thank you for everybody who showed up to the improv show. My Alzheimer's benefit for the Alzheimer's association. It was a success. We had so much fun. I can't wait to do another one. It was for my dad's birthday was September 30th. The show was on September 29th at the improv at Hollywood in Hollywood and it was a blast. I, it, I was so nervous, but I also was, you know, this is what I do for a living. And I'm grateful for my friends who showed up and did their thing. And we had so much fun. But um, Debbie and I were at a cafe and there's this couple guys sitting there smoking cigarettes. What year is it? Is this the gangs of New York? Am I on the set of a Martin Scorsese movie? Why are you smoking cigarettes? Literally underneath a sign that said no smoking, please stand more than 10 feet away from the building. These two guys are just there puffing on their cigarettes like they're in France in the 1970s. And sure, it's a vibe, okay? They do it in movies because it used to look cool. Now you just look dumb. And you're giving me secondhand smoke, which is probably causing me all sorts of problems because I've had COVID 72 times. So these ladies sitting next to me go, hey, excuse me, sir, um, do you want to look up and read the sign that tells you the rules about the, the cancer stick that you're blowing into our face and ruining our freaking lattes? These people in L.A. just continue to ruin my coffee. Coffee's too expensive here for you to be ruining it. Take your cigarette, take your late ass, and go someplace else. And, and so we're like, hey, sir, can you, could you just move? And he goes, okay, okay. Hey, ladies, 
calm down. <laughs> if there is a phrase that fires up a woman more than telling her to calm down, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is, because if you tell me to calm down, you just fired me up, buddy. You just ignited the beast, and there's nothing that's going to put it out. Oh, coming for you. Calm down. I can't. How about you put your cigarette out? Okay, Johnny boy, calm down. You calm down. God, that fired me up when he said calm down. The ladies and I, we all started taking our earrings off. Oh, this mother. Okay, (laughs) he wants to see calm. Okay, I thought I was calm. Let me turn up the heat. (sighs) Calm down. You calm down, Pierre. Take your cigarette back to France. I was going to say the F word, but I'm going to be a lady this time. Calm down. <sighs> Get me a sandwich and we'll talk. It's the only way to make me calm. Fired me up. Speaking of being fired up, I had an argument with my fella. That's right, I have a fella. And there's a tradition that I've had in my household with my sister and with my mom growing up. We don't refrigerate our butter. This might be a controversial statement and uh, a controversial uh, I guess confession another confession we have two Jesse May confessions on this show we don't refrigerate our butter and guess what I've made it to 41 we don't refrigerate our butter we never have if you're listening to this and you're in shock and awe hold your horses bite your tongue leave your butter out for a couple hours And the next morning when you have toast, thank me then. It makes everything more spreadable. And butter can last out on the counter. By the way, so can eggs. And look, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on Instagram and then on on my podcast. But I made it this far. And, And so when my man was with my family, he was freaking out because the butter was out. He said, well, you guys are gonna die of dysentery. We're gonna get dysentery. And I said, I, I don't think that's, that's how d- diseases work in this particular instance. But okay, let's take a beat and maybe just why don't you have a biscuit and see if you feel better and know that my sister and I have been eating room temperature butter for our entire life. I know this might shock some of you and maybe some of you have turned the podcast off because you're disgusted. To that I say, please make sure to rate the podcast on the way out. Please don't forget to hit the five star. (laughs) With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I know I am. Some days I forget to eat. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-repaired, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch like me? Keep your energy up with the lunch to go effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls. I love a grain bowl. And salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Looking for calorie conscious options during the busy season? Try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 500 calories per serving. Delicious. 
The October is on us. The October's here. The October's my favorite month. Get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. You guys head to factormeals.com slash sharp50 and use code sharp50 to get 50% off. That's code sharp50 at factormeals.com slash sharp50 to get 50% off. Whew. So my sister, we had to defend our butter, uh, our butter tradition because my brother-in-law has adopted this tradition by living with my sister. They leave their butter out as well. And with kids who eat toast and they're always cooking, it just makes it so much easier. So we were arguing, my sister and I, with my man about this. And so she sends, we're also kind of spiteful. Okay, I'm going to be honest. We definitely always love to be right. I love to be right. Hate to be wrong. I think I'm right about everything. It's definitely um, one of my better attributes. Because <laughs> I won't admit I'm wrong about being right. <laughs> I will not admit I'm wrong about always wanting to be right. I just won't. I'm not going to do it. Okay? So, I just, honestly, we had arguments and we had a fight and my sister sent a passive aggressive link. Can you leave butter on the counter? She goes, send this to your man. Soft butter is better for spreading, but can you leave it sitting out all the time? Find out if it's safe to eat butter. That's been out of the fridge. I'm here to tell you it's safe. I'm here. It's common wisdom that dairy products like milk and cheese should be refrigerated and kept cool when being served in order to head off spoilage. It's a weird way to say to not rot or spoil carton of milk or a tub of ricotta that is turning or already spoiled will have a compromised flavor odor and texture it could also make you sick a tub of ricotta (sighs) man those are those are flirty words right there that's the opposite is telling me to calm down if you if you if you said calm down i have a tub of ricotta i'd be calm real quick all you have to mention is the ricotta and i'll be calm by the way if you want a woman to calm down just show her food don't verbalize it. We're visual too. Show us a sandwich. But butter is unlike milk and most cheeses. In fact, some cooks leave a stick or two out all the time because they leave it there for it to be warm and easily spreadable. Thank you, Bobby Flay. Thank you, Gordon Ramsay. Whether you accidentally left the butter out after breakfast or wanting to keep it spreadable on hand, uh, it's okay if it's been out of the fridge and you always have a spreadable schmear for your toast or bagel. I don't know about the schmear comment. It's almost always safe to leave butter on the counter or to eat butter that has been out of the fridge for a while. Unlike soft cheeses such as cream chaz or ricotta or cottage chaz, butter can stay out of the fridge for hours, even days, without the risk of spoilage or food safety issues. By the way, I've had butter on the counter since the 80s. It's fine, honey. Keep the fridge right type. Keep the right type on the counter. Oh, here's here's the, the little butter insider info. Unsalted butter is fine at room temperature. Salted butter is better. The salt acts as a preservative. So just, hey, better for flavor. Leave your salted butter on the counter and thank me later because your toast is going to be amazing. And just make sure you store it in a good container. Airtight. You know, you can get, you go to Marshall's. This is a perfect reason to go to Marshall's. You get a little butter container. <gasps> Maybe a tub for your ricotta. Calm down. 
Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, lady. If you add lady at the end of that, ooh, you want to die today. So there you have it. You can leave your butter out and everybody calm down. I had to do that because I always have to be right. And I wanted to let them know that I'm not wrong. And I'm the only couple who's having a tift over situation. It turns out Elon Musk circulated a photo of Grimes during her C-section. I don't know what level of... I don't give an F or what level of completely disassociated you have to be and completely selfish and out of touch to think your girl wants a c-section photo circulating it's basically a car accident for a woman's body we don't even get to see it they put the sheet up they don't even let the women see the c-section this guy's blasting it on his, his ruined Twitter platform blasted out a photo of her C-section to, to, to the friends. They probably thought it was a, a, an Italian dish. We don't even want you to send a photo of us without makeup. You think we want you to send our insides to your friend's chat box? You think we want you to send a photo of our insides to your chat thread? No. We have the sheet. We don't even get to see the C-section. It's a man's world. That's what this is. I called it musky news. What an idiot, man. I'd be pissed. It turns out she's fine. I guess she's fine. You know, if if you got Elon Musk money, if you got that baby daddy money, you're going to be fine. Like, okay, I guess circulate it. Make it the Christmas photo. Whatever. It's fine. Just don't be late on child support payments for whatever their kid's name is. <laughs> You know what their kid's name is? It's basically the alien's name from that movie Arrival. Remember those aliens and they put up those like therapy ink blots on the window for Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner to read? That's what Elon Musk's and, and Grimes' kids are names. And Morse code and those alien ink blots. That's what he gets for passing around a C-section photo. Rude. That's classified as rude news. Rude. See, I'm not the only one who's got lovers' quarrels. We have a little flashback on on Maybay's overheard. Well, first of all, I had an overheard myself. If you guys have some experience out in the world where you hear something completely ridiculous, preferably from somebody you don't know, keep your ears peeled because I want to hear what you're hearing out in the world. It's called Overheard. It comes from me hearing Dashel in the farmer's market. I ask every week, please keep sending them to me. Comedy at gmail.com. What are you hearing out in the world? Tell me. This one I didn't necessarily hear out in the world, but it was so ridiculous I wanted to tell you guys. I was watching one of my favorite shows, Finding Bigfoot. And one of the greatest sentences I've ever heard came out of one of the Bigfoot hunters' mouths. And they said, this is one of the squatchiest parts of the squatchiest states in America. And I said, God bless. God bless. One of the squatchiest parts of the squatchiest states in America. Uh, can I quote you on that? We got to go to the to the freaking dictionary. We got to go to the Webster and see if it's in there. 
is Squatchius in the web? Does Webby have that in there? If not, we need to put it in. Can we input that like Wikipedia? Can we just add our own words? Because I definitely have a few words that aren't words I'd like to add into the Webby Dicks. This is the squatchiest part of the squatchiest state in America. And then he howled into the trees and something howled back. He's like, there's this, that's a teenage squatch. Damn, you know the age? Well, a couple fans sent some overheards. Christina Evans, xdina086 on IG. She overheard at Wegmans. You know I love a Wegmans shout out. The greatest grocery store chain in America. I overheard this while checking out at Wegmans. And while I love Weggies, this statement couldn't be truer. Do I want a tomato? No. I want an empty bank account. (laughs) Why an empty bank account, though? Don't you want a full bank account? Am I missing the joke? This would be great. Afterwards, I'll probably understand it. Right now, I don't get it. Do I want a tomato? No, I want an empty bank account. Is it supposed to be sarcastic? Because I apparently don't get sarcasm anymore. You guys know that from when I make comments on puberty and then I react to other people's sarcasm thinking they're being serious. So here's a follow-up from a couple episodes ago when my, my girl Kyla Marie Vergara said overheard in an office space parking lot in Florida, New York, and I, I, I made fun of her saying there was no Florida, New York. Oh, there is a Florida, New York. She came back and she said, I'm, I'm f- fucking dead. I just heard the new, newest podcast episodes. Thanks for the shout out. No worries. This is a very common occurrence and everyone gets it confused. I work in an accounting office for a Greek restaurant chain in the city and I always have to explain to vendors that I work in Florida, but it's only a two-hour drive to New York City. Also, less than an hour drive from Poughkeepsie's city winery. Hey, girl. I'm actually going to be at the Hudson Valley Winery. I'll include random facts below for you to use in the next podcast. How great is she? Florida, New York, fun facts. Hometown to Jimmy Stir, a.k.a. the Polka King. 18-time Grammy Award-winning musician. You know I Googled him. Let me tell you, this guy's got polka swagger. He comes out like he's king of, of, of Reno. He's got like Wayne Newton Reno energy. And you know, ladies, we're tossing panties. They're polka panties of this guy. <laughs> I wanted to place him on the podcast, but we can't because we get flagged. But please look up Jimmy Stir, the polka king, and make sure you're having a enjoying some sort of libation. It's just going to make it better. Trust and believe. Trust and freaking believe. It was just the most magical thing I have ever seen with my own two eyes. Another fact, the area consists of mostly farmland and is known for being the black dirt region. That's terrifying. That sounds like the basis for another horror movie. Where is our guy, Stephen King, when you need him? The Black Dirt? Hello, there's the title. Or just Dirt, you know? But then I, I think of Joe Dirt, so we kind of maybe we need the Black Dirt. Somebody write that. Another fact. Nearby attractions are West Point Military Academy, Woodbury Commons, Premium Outlets. I love an outlet. In Legoland, New York. I, I don't I can't mess with Legoland. I just I feel like there's gonna be needles in there. You know they always told you not to go into the the pool of balls in McDonald's because there were AIDS needles and in, in in meth needles. Well I don't I don't trust Legoland for the same reason. It's totally irrational fear. Don't think I didn't look up the store directory for the Woodbury Common Premium Outlet. Let's take a blast through a couple of these. These stores, they're not messing around. 
It starts. It starts off a little like basic, bitch. Seven for all mankind. Abercrombie and Fitch. Adidas. You know I love that. Aerie. Aeropostel. I used to wear those jeans all the time. Aldo Outlet. So you're like, eh, okay. But then we've got an All Saints. Hello. And Taylor for all of those ants that show up with stiff clothing on Thanksgiving, dress like they're going to be a senator or something. Go to Ann Taylor. Aritzia, one of my favorite freaking places in the world. There's an Aritzia outlet. I didn't even know they had an outlet. I've got to go here. Armani Exchange. Oh, God. It just it, it makes every part of my body tighten up when I hear Armani Exchange. Aunt Annie, so you can get a little pretz while you're shopping. Balenciaga. Excuse me. Banana Republic Factory. We got Bear Burger. Oh, Boss. Botega. Botega. <laughs> a place I can't even pronounce. They've got some good stuff here is what I'm saying. There's Burberry. They've got some like real designers. And then they've got your Aeropostel. So bring the whole family. Let your stiff aunt go to Ann Taylor and have a great time at the Woodbury Commons. She has a couple more facts here. Nearby town of Chester is the original place where Philadelphia cream cheese was invented and later renamed. I love that. I love when towns are famous for food. I went to a place every summer and we passed through Governor, New York, which is home to the man who created Lifesavers. How about that? I wonder how many people choked by Lifesavers every year. Somebody send me that statistic next episode. Nearby town of Monroe is the original place where Velveeta was invented. I need to go to Monroe and thank the Velveeta inventor. He's probably dead. She's probably dead. But Velveeta, liquid gold, don't mess with it. Classic. Velveeta was like a family member to me growing up. She says, thanks again, Jesse May, sending love and light your way. Thank you, Kayla, for all of this. This was very insightful and sorry for thinking you lived in Florida. Not that that would be a bad thing, but that would be a bad thing. I, I just, I grew up on Velveeta. I freaking love Velveeta so much. It, it really was like, you took a bite and you felt like everything was going to be okay. You felt like everything was going to work out. And, you know, it's one of those foods where you, you don't realize you're poor until you get older and you oh, okay, things weren't so good. Well, the flavor made me think otherwise. So thank you, Velveeta. In other news, we have croc news. There's a limited edition country crocs. I don't even think they're real, but somebody send them to me. Country crocs, by the way, that's the butter my dad used to eat. That was a tub of butter. Wasn't a tub of ricotta. Calm down. It was a tub of butter. Somebody sent me this photo and I got really excited. And then somebody sent me a photo of these croc cowboy boots. Guys, my birthday's passed. I've only gotten a couple gifts. I told you I wanted to donate to the Alzheimer's Association, so please still do that. Please still do that. But can someone also send me Crocs, the cowboy boot Crocs? <laughs> I need them. <laughs> DM me and I'll send you my P.O. box. And I'll credit you on the show. I'm not even kidding. Some, somebody better send me these. I'm freaking for reals, guys. Well, there's so much more I wanted to tell you. Well, first, let, let, let me get to the whole beginning of this podcast is there anything messier to eat than a croissant which is a tough word to spell i have to be honest i don't know how many r's i don't know how many s's i feel like it changes every time it's like a mirage we took a we took a poll on twitter because i was eating a croissant in the car and i felt like i was shaving the skin of a snake all over my lap there's no clean way to eat a croissant you always end up looking like you got into a fight with sawdust so i asked twitter 
like I do sometimes when I think of things. And there was a lot of conversation back and forth about the messiest thing to eat in your car. And I got to tell you, I, I wrote it all down and I, 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 I did a tally next to each one. For the most part, I didn't write every single thing, but the, the, main, the main ones, the winners. People said Jamaican beef patty was a pretty messy sandwich to eat in the car. And I think you're pretty, pretty hungry for eating a Jamaican beef patty in the car. Can you stop maybe in a parking lot and finish that sandwich? Someone said a taco. A bunch of people said tacos are very messy. That depends, soft shell or hard shell. I don't think uh, soft shells are that messy. But then again, why don't we make a taco more like a diaper? (laughs) Where there's just a little flap and you can button it so all the fun stuff doesn't fall out. Tacos should be in the shape of diapers so we can eat them a little bit easier. Then we can drive our cars. Somebody, somebody make this for me, please. I have a lot of requests. We need a taco in the shape of a diaper. Then we can eat it healthily without messing and, and having it all fall out. So we had a bunch of votes for Jamaican beef patties. We had a bunch of votes for tacos. Ribs? Who's eating ribs in the car? We're doing too much. Just drive. We, you don't need to eat ribs. A lot of people voted for Nature Valley granola bars. Those things are crunchy. Those things look like you did woodwork after you eat, ate one of those. You're like, am I, am I a woodland creature? What are all these? Are, are these crumbs or did somebody, is somebody a paleontologist digging for fossils? What is all of this? Are there bones on my lap? These look like bone fragments. So the most popular was, was taco and Nature Valley granola bar. Also, this made me think of one time when I was driving down a highway. Imagine how fast you're going down a highway, at least 50 miles per hour. I look over and this woman's eating a bowl of frickin' soup. A bowl of soup. I, ma'am, least portable food I could think of. Least portable food. First of all, you need two hands to eat that. What are you doing? Who eats soup with one hand, by the way? Who eats soup in the car? What else does this woman do very inconveniently? I can't imagine life with her. That is the least portable food ever. I mean, a burrito at best, but a bowl of soup? I, I had a, there had to be something wrong with her. No one's that hungry for soup that you need it to come in the car with you. What soup is that good? I do love lobster bisque, not going to lie. It's a strange flavor combination. Maybe that's what keeps me coming back. It's unexpected. I might eat that in the car. A great freaking clam chowder <sighs> a couple pieces of clam in there hello okay now i get it i don't I, I should ask what kind of soup it was what time of year it was a little nice minestrone who doesn't love an italian meatball what is it italian wedding soup I, I, now now i want soup i don't know if that means i'm 80 but I, I now i want some soup i'm gonna go get some and bring it to <laughs> bring it in the car on my way to the show before i go people have left reviews i want to read a couple of them don't forget to rate the podcast five star. Debbie rated the podcast. She said best podcast ever. Dashel approves five stars. Lola the dancer says five star. This lady is so funny. I'm 38 years old. Stay at home. And she keeps me laughing. Five stars. Thank you, Lola the dancer. Bark Mark says, how sharp is it? After being advised from the intro of the possibility, I did indeed laugh. I did cry. And I cried from laughter. Thanks for the smiles, Jesse May. Wholehearted humor. Five stars. When are you guys going to catch on and rate the freaking pod? 
is all I got to say. Rate the pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope it brought you some relief. I hope it made you realize that you don't have to fight the fight so much. Maybe let go and you can learn how to function and pivot in your life and have a better relationship with yourself and the ones that are causing you a little bit of anguish. There is a light in the end of the tunnel. And don't forget, everything in life happens for a reason, a season, a lesson, or a blessing. You got to figure that out. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. I'm tired. I'm on me periods. I'm starving. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.